Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we see new movies and bring those fresh, spicy, ooh, I opened the oven, ooh, I took out this really spicy baking tray, what did I make, what did I make for dinner today, what did I make, it's very, very spicy film takes for you, the listener, mamma mia, my name's Robert Anderson, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Jack Kolodzewski, hey, how you doing there, bud? Cooking up a hot take for you. Cooking up a hot take. You're stirring it's it up. Gonna slice, it's going to be dice, spicy. It's going to be spicy. It's going to be a little stinky, but it's going to be nice. It's going to be stinky, but it's going to be good. Uh, so yeah, we're here. Uh, the year is now uh, 2020. 2020. We're in the dystopian future that yes. we've always been afraid of. Yeah. But there's a few good things in this timeline, one of which is movies. There's always movies. There's always you know, movies. It's, been, it's not going anywhere. Hot take. Been not great the last few years, yeah. but guess what? The movie's been all right. Movie's been pretty good. I need some escapism in my life. I always do. Yeah. Well, today we saw uh, the prequel to World War II. Yes. We saw 1917. 1917, uh, yes. A war film directed by Sam Mendes, written by Sam Mendes, and also written by Christy Wilson Carnes, C-A-I-R-N-S. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. Uh, so yeah, 1917 is a uh, war movie with a twist uh, set during World War One, it is a one-shot movie, a single-take movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, there are there are cuts in the film, but they're very well hidden. We'll talk about those. But it's similar to like if you're familiar with uh, a movie like Birdman, Birdman or you know True Detective, uh, season one, episode four has a really good one-take scene in it. Yes. Um, so if you're familiar with that style of filmmaking, it's the illusion that it is a single take, no cuts, no no cuts, no anything in. Uh, the runtime of the thing. So for a war movie, pretty uh, large feat, pretty large, pretty big order, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say it. Uh, I've heard tell that the the World War One, also known as the Great War, so they say, seems not so great. It seems like a bad time. Kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the first half of Hot Takes is always spoiler free. We will warn you before we go into spoilers. Uh, but Jack, what's your what's your spicy take? Uh, I think it's really cool. I think um, this movie is uh, it's primarily about two young soldiers in World War One that have to deliver a message to stop uh, uh, a fellow battalion from attacking and making a big mistake. Basically, that's yeah, kind of the whole the conceit of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they use that long that long take i think in a really effective way to kind of convey how arduous and how difficult and how painstaking this entire journey is like it's not a long journey it's yeah. it, it, because it's a one take you're kind of there in real time um and i think that is like it's not just a gimmick to say like oh it's the world war one film that's in one take which it is and i mean that's the way it's well, been with all honesty it's kind of what got me on board sure before to me it was just another war movie and i was like sure yeah it's fine but hearing about the one takedness of it i i, I mean at, at this point we kind of get like a big world war one or world war two movie almost every single year yeah um yes. so it is good to have like I mean, you need something at this point in, mm-hmm. in 2020 to, or 2019 i guess is when this movie technically came out technically um you need something to differentiate yourself, and I think that is an interesting premise to say, like, this is a one-take. But yeah. I think, as far as that goes, whether or not, like, 
you know, I've seen some discussion ahead of seeing the movie of like, is it really worth it to do it like this? Or like, you know, what's the merits of like a one take sure. versus like an actual like having cuts in your movie um, besides just a gimmick to go off of. But I do think like thematically it does align well. And I think that's cool. That's the part of that I think surprised me the most yeah. is like it really hammers home this is like a journey sure. that he goes on. I mean, I think, you know, uh, my hot take is that I really fucking loved it. I thought it was awesome. Uh, really, really just uh, technical achievement in filmmaking without a doubt in my mind. Um, but I think, you know, I, 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 I've heard that argument as well or that kind of more question positive, positive. I think most people who see the movie see it for what it is and enjoy it. Sure. Um, but I think that, you know, when you're like my whole thing, thinking was you know the film's very linear and world war one like the first thing you think about when you think of world war one or at least for me is is trench warfare trenches that linear in a straight line funneled through the action aspect of being in this trench warfare so i think you know making kind of your cinematography match to that but the the trench can kind of turn in all directions. Sure. It's very interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of like tracking shots like, walking in down trenches. Trench. Yeah. yeah, you know, even in uh, well, we won't talk about specifics yet because that's that is the spoilers of the movie are, are the tricks and Houdini like magic they do to, yeah. to make it work. And I mean, there are definitely. I think I did notice here and there, like okay, here's like a clever spot where you're probably making the cut here, and that's yeah. fine because yeah. I think I I do think also as the movie goes on. Um, it is engaging and gripping enough that I also s- kind of stopped thinking about it as like a tracking movie at some mm-hmm. points too. I just kind of was like at that point just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. And I do think it makes it a really exhilarating ride to have it like be smooth like that and just have you yeah. kind of like be carried through the journey that it goes on. I mean, I think that, you know, more than other uh, war film protagonists, like I connected more with, with our main hero in this movie. Yeah. So much, you know. Yeah, and I think it's. I think that is in part to our boy Roger Deakins. Yeah, coming through the hottest. Homeboy just, knows you how can't to frame stop. A shot. You can't fucking stop him, yeah, man. He's a he's monster. Good, you can't stop the guy. He could win again. Uh, I wouldn't be mad about it. But they're up against the lighthouse. Yeah, and that's well, guess, the only movie that, uh, or the only category that the lighthouse. Well, they put the wrong. They put the wrong horse in that fucking stable. I'll tell you that. I know. I would still like to see it personally but do you want to see it win the lighthouse yeah oh yeah yeah well it should be in every other category it should be in yeah but it wasn't going to be i never had any illusions that it was going to be i thought william defoe was gonna get something does he deserve yes but i thought uh, i thought he'd be recognized for his we're, gonna, we're gonna have a different podcast for that yeah, so it's like i guess too we caught up on that our, aren't we but yeah robert g um robert g robert robert jeekins <laughs> yeah it's been a long day. It's Friday. Yeah, it's a Friday night. We went straight straight after work to see this movie yeah. so we could produce some hot content for you, the listeners, and also because I wanted to see this movie. Yeah, you really wanted to see this movie. I did. Uh, I'm glad I saw it because... I'm too. Me too. Hmm? I am too. Yeah, I'm tired, but uh, this movie fucking rocked. It was cool. Even and also made me more tired, I think, because... I, I think it, it kind of it had the opposite effect on me. I think I, I feel a little bit... I have a second wind. It, it is hopefully in an hour. It'll dissipate so I can lay down. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really... I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I thought the performances were really good. To performances were really good. You know, I think it's a film that's very... Uh, not to take away from the performances, but it's, its technical prowess really is what shines. You definitely, know? definitely. Um, 
I but really I, you need those 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 to, to those sell two, it. Yeah. Those two to, leads, to especially who are Dean Charlie Chapman, Char, Dean Charles Chapman, Dean Charles Chapman, right. and George McKay. Yeah, they both did great. Yeah, and, both playing um, Lance Corporals. Yeah, um, and then there are a lot of good like little cameos in there too. Great that we'll, that we'll probably talk about after yeah. the spoiler zone. Uh, yeah, I think uh, some of the things about this movie that I also really liked that kind of set it apart from other movies of its ilk is. Uh, I think the thing that surprised me the most, and it is my absolute favorite thing about the movie, is the color palette of it. Yeah, really cool color palette. Really, like, blew my hair off. Like, and they changed really it up. A lot. And, yeah. and put it in places where it's like, I never thought in a movie like this, I would mm-hmm. see this kind of, of coloring and uh, and the landscaping. And really, you know, The kinda, lighting is good. It, there's some really great lighting in it's there, It's amazing, too. dude. And, yeah. and just seeing, like, kind of the, uh, they call it the no man's land. It's a chunk of the film that they go to. And just seeing, like, the desolation of World War One, And it doesn't, like, it makes our planet not look like yeah. our own. Like, it looks like, you know, anything short of an atomic bomb going off. Because there's right. still some life there. They've but, like, just, it's just... This total Decimated. destruction. Yeah. 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 In a lot of different settings. And they do like a good, an interesting job. It, the thing it reminded me of most recently mm. is God of War 2018. Oh, uh, well, God of, War, uh, God of War. They also do the long take thing. And they, they're yeah. all, it's also a journey that you're going on. Yeah. And it also changes the settings along the way in an interesting way like they uh, the, the, the movie color has palettes. some uh v- the inciting incident to me is very video gamey it yeah yeah which i think is i mean it works it like, felt 100%. the whole thing felt a little bit video game yeah which i'm me. into i mean yeah. it's, it's super effective in something like god of war because you know you are playing a character who's very alien to someone like you unless you're just very big man I'm very not, big man you and i me. are not big no. men no. uh we're you know different body types but we're no kratos but like you know, being that close, that kind of like tracking with your um, avatar into the game, you know, kind of creates this like you feel like you are Kratos. You know, it helps you be on this journey, and you feel like you are Papa, Papa Greek God. And I felt the same way about the characters in this. Yeah, you feel like you're there. You know, mostly very close shots to our lead actors yeah. as they're going on this journey, and I think again that kind of like really makes you as the viewer kind of feel. Um, very dramatically, like every step of their journey yeah, along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Uh, yeah. I really can't say enough about just like how stunning the movie is on a technical level. Yeah, I like the music a lot too. I think the music very really good. added a lot to it. Especially yeah. there are certain like moments where the music is really like powerful. And it's not too like uh, trumpety blaring or anything like that. It's very, no. You know, I I will say that this movie like you know. For a war movie, it is very much not a, like... I think the trend more lately, I mean, going back quite a while, but, like, there are much fewer war movies recently that are kind of, like, hoorah war movies. It's usually, like, this is fucked up and awful for everybody yeah. kind of war movies. I mean, definitely when I when I had get a whiff of a, of a nationalistic yeah. uh, war movie I, I kind of try I, I say shoo shoo yeah. no. shoo shoo no no ah. I, don't, I don't want any of that that's just what propaganda is yeah, yeah. I don't want it and I take my spray bottle and I yep but this one is not like that no it definitely shows the horrors of war and there's a lot of like 
not like body horror-esque, but like dead body horror kind of like... The just, horrors of war just are painfully apparent. They're in your face. And like, you know, the... Uh, maybe we could save it for spoilers, but but like the journey of what's happening in this war is to stop something, you know? It's right. not to propel something. It's not like, you know... I'll, we'll do this sacrifice for the country. Like, that's right. not necessarily... It's much more about your fellow man, too. Just trying to save your fellow man. Exactly. And, yeah. I, and I'm much more into that. Uh, the movie kind of, you know... That's how we win, Robbie. By saving our fellow man. Saving by saving what we, we love. love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... The movie kind of reminds me a little bit of Dunkirk for obvious reasons. Sure. But it's also very different from Dunkirk. Oh, hell yeah. Similar yeah. antagonist, though. In that the antagonist is off screen. Time. Yeah. Sure. That too. But also like, you know, the majority of the conflict kind of happens off, sort of off screen. You don't see a lot of enemy soldiers in either movie. There's not a lot of like direct shooting at each other kind of. Not like Saving Private Ryan or like Fury comes to mind more recently where it's like actual like. Fury. Have you seen Fury? No. It was, I want to say 2017. Is Brad that the Pitt, oh, Brad Shia LaBeouf, they're in a tank. Oh, is that good? Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but I, I enjoyed really it enjoyed it when it, it, it came out. I yeah. think I missed that one. And then there's, what was the other one? There was uh, Hot, Hosh, uh, there's the one about Hawk, the, the medic. Hawk Shore Ridge? Hawk. Hawk Shaw Ridge? Hack Shaw Ridge. Hack Shaw Ridge. That's it. Yep, we got Are that. Are you sure? Yes. With um, Garfield. Yes. Garfield the cat is in the yes. movie. He's like, I'm a field medic. Like, I, won't, I won't kill, I, I won't but I kill. need I lasagna. I only love lasagna. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that was uh, directed by Mel Gibson? Yeah, Mel Gibson was in it. And Mel Gibson, you know, he replies the role as uh, Jim Garfield's compatriot, uh, if you remember right. him from the comics. I do. I, do. Yeah, I thought it was strange to set the movie in World War II, but I also... It's a different it was, take on Garfield. I thought it was bold. You know? I thought it was bold. So I was know? into that. It's not your your Bill Murray No, laugh it's, it di- up. it's different. It's not... It's it's a much darker take on the character. It is really dark, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, a lot of good food porn in it, though. The way they shoot lasagna, it's a lot like Hannibal. Uh, like no other, really. Like no other. Yeah, man. No, this movie's cool. It's... You know, I, I'm not, I, I can't claim to be the most into like war movies. And a lot of times I see the trailers, and I'm just like, even the trailer for this movie, I'm like, it's just, it's another one. It's cool. And yeah. then I heard it was a one shot movie. I'm like, that's a cool. That's that's interesting. A twist. Definitely. Yeah. That, you know? I mean, this movie, like, I re- I really enjoyed it, but it's not like, uh, I'm not. It's not going to be the one that I think really stick. The kind of movie that really sticks with me. Oh, you think? I, see, for me, it's sticking with me. I yeah. I want to see it again. Okay, like cool. I want to. I would I watch wanna, it again. I want to get sure. back in there. But it's not like my top ten is already solidified for this year. Little little uh, preview for for you listeners. But I don't think it's my crack top ten that. is solidified. But I think I want to uh, write a section that's like um, category categorically extracurriculars. Almost like moments of the year or uh, types of the year. You know. There's a lot of, you know, when we write our lists, our top ten lists, they're like our favorites of the year. Sure. But I'm curious to like try and narrow down and be like objectively what I think is the best movie of the year. Maybe write a little bit on that. Oh, that's an interesting premise. I'm not sure if I'm there yet. But you spend, you know, your first happy and like, no, these are my favorites. And then you'd be like, like, you know, Roma didn't make on my list last year. But it probably Roma is the best movie of the year, without a fucking doubt. It's the best movie of the year. Hmm. You know, that was kind of the interesting thing for me. 
Hmm. Thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I'm about to say everyone just do that. It's more, it's more an experiment for me. But so, have you decided on that? What the no? Best movie I also just is? saw Little Women the other day, and it and it just made my little heart sing. So. I really want to see Little Little, little Women. Little Women is so good. <laughs> little Women is so good. You see her spell yet? Yes. Cool movie. That movie rocks. Really cool movie. That movie is like it's like hey, back up. You're too you're too close. You just, just well, it's, up a little that bit. movie's a lot like Uncut Gems in that it's like yeah. actively abrasive and that's what it's going for and it nails that and it's just like, oh god, this is I my head is spinning yeah. from this one. That's good. I wish I liked as someone who has always been really involved in the punk scene, I wish I liked the music parts better. Um, I think the music is fine, but you might have more of a I, yeah, I think a year for it. Yeah. I, I mean it's uh it's a that's a movie that like really nails the claustrophobia and the energy and the manic like anxiety of the backstage what stuff. What about like Green Room? Does Green Room have good punk music? It's okay. I mean they just play a Dead Kennedys cover, which you can't go wrong with that, but like sure. I I mean like the energy that is in the room during a show. You don't see a lot of like what the audience is doing in that movie. At in all. in uh, her, smell. her smell, no, and I mean just even like the energy of the actors on the stage, yeah. like it, it. That movie like is, and again, it's it's because of how good it is at, at like having something that is like holy shit. I'm gonna like have a panic attack yeah. in the backstage when they go on stage. It's like mm, this is actually kind of boring, like relative by comparative and compared yeah. to like the kind of energy that you can have a show at a show like that. So yeah. that was kind of the one part that I was like, I wish that was a little bit better. I think it's just to sell how like, you know, crazy, how good she is at what she does. I guess. You know? Yeah. But I, I, I see what you're saying. I will say, I will say that I don't think, I can't really think of any movie that has really captured that kind of energy. Like it is. Yeah, it's hard to be that authentic when yeah. you have, you know, you can only capture when you're at a show. You, you with all of your senses are capturing all of the elements of the thing. Yeah, with a camera, you can. With the, the power of film is is limited in that way. There's there's a guy that um, shout out to this guy. I've never mentioned him on this podcast. Yeah, but um, his website is called Hate Five Six, and he record. This guy is like, I swear to God, can teleport because he's just record shows like. All across the country, yeah, mostly hardcore stuff, some punk stuff as well. Is but it like, like kind of documentary style. Uh, well, he most of the time is standing on on the stage with a camera, and sometimes he has like multi cam setups as well. Okay. And I think he really captures the energy of like those shows. Yeah, because it's difficult to do. Um, but somebody that wants to make a the next person that wants to make a movie that has anything to do with punk or hardcore, yeah. needs to call him and do it like and that. figure that out because Fair that enough. would be way better. I mean, I think the actual, like, shoot... Now we're talking about her smell too much. But the actual, like... We never shoot, got to talk about her smell. Uh, we might so. be talking about it when we get to besties. True. Um, well, I just wanted to say that I think A Star Wars Born does a really good job of the shooting on stage aspect of sure, it. Sure, sure. But that's not punk. But that's a... It's a very, like, specific... Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Um, so, anyway. Yeah. Uh, no punk music in 1917, so two stars, no, out, of two stars out of five. Decidedly unpunk, that, that, the music no. in 1917. Maybe some punk haircuts, but that's just being English. That's just like, um, be doing the that. punk scene is uh, co-opted, well, especially the modern, like, scene is just co-opted that kind of, like, short on the sides longer on short top on the kind sides. of yeah, yeah man, we all got it we we all because because you want to know why it looks good because it fucking looks good it fucking looks that's good. the reason why we rock it 
People do too short on the too short on the sides. That's I don't know. Yours is good. I'm, mine's pretty short on the yeah. sides. Well, you got you got fuzz on top. You have to do different things with your hair. Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, exactly. Do so you want to have a fro? Not so much. All right. Not so much. Are you ready to get into spoilies, Jack? I'm ready. Talk yeah. about where that camera goes in 1917, yeah. the movie oh, yeah. about war. Oh, yeah. The first war. All right. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about spoilies. Um, so hang tight if you want to know who dies or who wins. In World War One, the only way to know who we're wins about to turn into is to stay, stick around, and listen to our spoilers. You're about to hear us be the history teachers. Gonna spoil never World had. War One for you. Oh, spoilers! And we're back to talk about who wins World War One. Not the Germans. Apparently not. No, they didn't win the second one either. Nope. Now we start in beef. Third time's the charm, guys. Not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, a movie that's maybe a bit hard to spoil. There are definitely big moments in it that we tried to stay yeah, away I, from. Yeah, I think, like, just talking about some of the specifically, like, big moments. Because, like, this, again, this movie kind of feels like a, a video video game in a way, especially when you compare it directly to God, God of War, and we're a fucking nerd, so we're going to do that. Fair enough. Uh, there are, like, big set-piece moments yeah. that I think are broken up by quieter more human moments that i also really enjoy i mean i think that's even video gaming for sure but also like you know it's 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 three acts you know i think act one really ends when um the boy dies boy boy uh when blake blake dies yes who is played by dean charles chapman blake and will blake and will yeah so when blake dies which did you did you think he was gonna die that early or did you I think was he was? Surprised. I thought he was gonna make it the whole way. Yeah, which they set us up for because Will gets fucked up like a lot in yeah. the first like two so minutes. I um, I yeah, I'm I was a little bit surprised that Blake did die so early, and I, at first I was kind of like I don't know, but I think the other movie that this kind of reminded me a little bit is The Revenant, because. Uh-huh. If Blake and Will were together for the entirety of this movie, right? I mean, in the first act, you kind of establish those two characters, and I think their charm is really good, right? Uh, and I think the kind of like, um, uh, you know, relationship that they have, like, is a good introduction to the movie to get you like get you familiar with the characters in the in the way that like you care when they die. Right. So then, when he does die, and then the rest of the movie is Will like still kind of like a little bit being shell shocked by everything that just happened, but mm-hmm. also like having to persist nonetheless and like right. just drag himself to the finish line um or like be f- even further motivated by Blake dying mm-hmm. um like that's where it gets definitely much more serious in tone definitely a lot more uh higher stakes it feels like definitely yeah. a lot more solemn yeah i mean it's like the motivation i think that character needs in that moment to like finish the the mission, the mission you know um and it's so sad that the the help was so close as well i know they were right there i know and i had a feeling that was gonna happen to give you <laughs> yeah. enough time where you think like maybe that wouldn't be the case well, i was kind of thinking like all right are I we gonna watch him are we gonna watch him like just walk off now because that but they like kept it moving yeah well that's also i think something uh very interesting that the the one take aspect of the film does is that um you know, it has a day and night cycle to it, which I think is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's like, how do you... Well, there's one cut. There's one the cut, exactly. And well, then, one distinct cut. Yeah. There are other cuts before that, but they are yeah. they are well-headed in order. You wouldn't even notice. But 
Every yeah, time they kind of like pan over like an, 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 an when they do um, object, when they kind of go over the trench, that's a cut. Uh, when they're in some, the house yeah. and they go around like the the like out the there's like a wall in the house yeah. that they kind of like slowly pan over. I forget the name of it. We when we did the Shining uh, class on cinematography, uh, I Birch taught it to me. I learned it, but it's like. Um, Basically, when you combine, it's a shot combined with editing where you do like a, a quick turn so it blurs kind of the image. Sure. That's definitely where they put you a cut stop in. It. Yeah, because yeah, sure. you can just put a cut in there because it's like kind of like uh, non-distinct. You can't see what's happening, so you could easily sure. put in a cut. But I, I've also seen like, you know, I've seen film Twitter like kind of uh, scratch its head a little bit when this movie got nominated for best editing and like that's a kind of ironic joke to say like oh best editing in a one take movie but like I'm sure the, the editing time, is brilliant the in this editing movie. is brilliant right because you don't realize like it lo- it really is like it yeah. tricks your brain but also even beyond uh, putting shots together which this movie does and has to do color correction is a huge part of video editing right and I think this movie does that a lot yeah and very well because the color palettes in this is, movie are really cool is nuts yeah you know and I think that also goes into production design and things like that but I do think a lot of what we get color wise out of the movie happens in the editing chair yeah and I think that makes it again that kind of makes the the set pieces like really distinctive as yeah. you go along like even from the beginning like I, I liked kind of the like there's like a, a a little bit of like a bleached out but kind of pastel-y sort of like when they're like in the flowers and the grass and the yeah and yeah. the sort of like before like they're in the trenches first and then they go through no man's land where everything is like very it looks like a fucking planet and, like, it looks like it looks like, it looks like, like Mars an alien or planet yeah because yeah. all the trees are like totally burnt out mm-hmm. and like there's like goop puddles and blown out craters yeah 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 um and then, like, as they move to, like, the countryside a little bit, that's where you get a little more color. And, like, that's where it's, like, a little bit, like, just that bleached out yeah. sort of, like, but still, like, But our, our middle colors. chunk of the movie, which is, like, you know, the, the part of most films where most of the conflict arises happens, like, in a burnt, in, like, a burned down, like, church city. area. City. Yeah. yeah and well, like, what's the name of this? It's a French city that I'm, I can't pronounce now. Oh, okay. it starts with an A, right? Yeah. I wouldn't know. Anyway, he when they're, he gets to that city, that's yeah. where like the action really picks up. Exactly. Um, because he first has like a shootout with like a sniper and yeah, then was, he gets, I guess he gets shot in the helmet and that knocks him back the stairs and that's yeah, where the Yeah, I guess he did get shot is. in the helmet. Because if he got shot in the shoulder, because originally I thought he got shot in the shoulder. I don't think he got, I don't think he took a bullet. No, because, because then he would have to be dealing with that. With that, yeah. yeah. And I think um, you're right. This, he definitely got fucked up, though. Yeah. You were standing there when Mike was describing the part in this movie where it kind of goes... He, he said, art house. That's the part. That's the part. Yeah. 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 And that part is really cool. And the yeah. colors in that part The are, middle chunk of the movie, or at least like that set piece, is... Is like... Is a master class. Yeah, like really that's cool. That is next level and i i'd argue that the whole movie has that aspect of it or you can't you can't have just that without the beginning and the way it closes out but uh yeah it's it's fucking amazing it's amazing and the scene where you're, and the music really hit me in that the music too. yeah music's really cool but even like him getting into that sequence when he's like uh climbing on the ladder and like mm-hmm. just just the uh composition of those shots again roger deacon's just you know he someone he, he needs, do it. needs to be stopped I don't he has think so. to be stopped. I don't think. I don't think we can. I don't think we're powerful. He's a enough. he's a monster. Yeah. No. Um, you think he's gonna get it? You think he's gonna get it? 
think we're he gonna can't I think back he, into this. I think he fucking deserves it, man. But he's deserved it many times before. It's true. He got it for Blade Runner, right? But Oscars love to fucking snub him. Yeah, so, they do. Because yeah. he's too good. Thank goodness he got it for Blade Runner. Yeah. That's I mean, one we can all feel good about. Absolutely. I mean, Blade Runner didn't... It, it deserved more that year, too. But, you know, you can't fucking win I'll all. take the wins that I Certainly can Certainly we can't. When it comes to that fucking Academy. Well, maybe one day we'll be the Academy. 11 nominations for Joker. Get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. I had to tell someone I didn't like Joker Shay, and they're like, what? What? What's going on? Walking Phoenix broke his leg or something. He broke his leg, he kicked the garbage can. It's like, yeah. I can break my leg kicking a garbage yeah. can, too. Like, it was my award. I didn't do that because I'm a fucking moron. He's um, not a moron. We can't let Joker turn us against Joaquin Phoenix. He's a phenomenal actor <laughs> in a bad movie, so it's okay. <laughs> I don't care. I'm a... I'm, I'm it's the, like it's like Rami Malek this in is, this Bohemian is how, Rhapsody. This is we can't let they turn us against our friends. Okay. He's a dick about it in interviews, but you're right. Yeah, well, he's a fucking weirdo. But like, so. you know, he also wants to promote his mute movie. So yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, we were talking so, about colors and that scene. Oh, 1917. 1917. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the scene with the... Yeah, they're think we don't like this movie because we keep talking about everything else. No, it's just like, you know, it, it's there. It's all there, but... Um, it's hard when we really like a movie. It's easier to pick apart the things we don't like <laughs> about it. It's very movie. true. Uh, so, yeah, the quiet moments of the movie also, like, really stand out. The, the times where the camera is doing nothing but just staying there. Yeah. So the scene, and the, the human moments, too. Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, seeing the... My only bummer that Blake, you know, went so soon is because his interactions with Will were so much, they were so fun and yeah. their camaraderie was very strong. Their, their chemistry on screen was so good yeah. in those earlier, in that I mean, first that, like, that act that in the first movie. first trench scene is great. Like, there's so much tension in that scene. Yeah. And with the bomb going off too. That's what I mean. Oh yeah. my yeah. god. Yeah, dude, that, that scene is great. And he's like pulling wild. him up. It's pitch black in there and he's pulling him along mm. uh, while he's, he's... Blake is pulling Will along while he's blind. He has to jump over that. Yeah, uh, it looked, got a little bit Indiana yeah. Jones. I expected like a boulder to start rolling down We're behind chased. him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was really fucking cool and yeah. really tense. No, very effective. Um... And then yeah. I, I like when they're just kind of walking and shooting the shit as well. Like, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, and in in the whole sequence through No Man's Land and stuff, too. Like, I... Yeah. They might have said in the beginning of the movie when they get, like, their mission, uh, like, how, like, actually long the distance is. I would love to see it on a map, just like, you know. I, th- I want to say they, they said it was, like, eight or nine miles or something like that. Like, not that far. T- t- tough, though. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. But a day's journey for sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has to be right because, because we have like to get it's, there. it's 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 real time effectively aside from where. Yeah, it has he gets to be. It has out. to be a real distance, and he gets driven for a some, few couldn't, miles. Couldn't be that he was much. In it. He was yeah. in that truck for like ten minutes, not even. Yeah. No, you're which right. I like that moment too. Like, yeah, that's where a he's nice with moment where he's, where he's mm-hmm. talking to the other soldiers. But uh, you know, I think you know. I, I think, again, another justification for having it be this one shot is, you know, even after um, Blake dies and he meets with uh, Mark Strong's character, who's like another... Yes, one um, of the good, very good, one of the many very good cameos. Yes, one of the many very good cameos. And it's like, I don't think he's a general, but he's a higher up officer. It's so it. clearly Mark Strong from like the moment he... Cause, and the camera oh, yeah. does well by like, you know, it's just after Blake dies and Will is still sitting there, like, kind of, like, mourning his body. And you just see, like, these very powerful looking legs come into the shot. It's like, ah, and then you hear the voice legs. and you're like, oh, shit. That's Mark Strong. That's Mark Strong. 
He's got a cane that he kind of doesn't really need. Sometimes. No, I think it's just because it looks cool. And it does. Yeah. And it does. It definitely does. <laughs> but yeah, he's really good. But one of his lines is just like, I know he was your friend, but, and I know you probably already know this, but it's best not to dwell on things. Of and course. again, that's like that, that funneling through the trenches, like funneling through the action, that linear kind of story direction that I do think the, the cinematography like really lends itself to thematically. Yeah. You know, it's I, just, he just has to keep pushing. Exactly. You know, I think, I, I really do think the cinematography in this movie elevates the storytelling and elevates the action and and you know makes its case very strong i i don't find it gimmicky i think there's a lot of like very easy ways to to Mm -hmm. make sense of why it's there sure definitely definitely it was good it was good um other moments i really liked um well like i mentioned before the spoilers hot priest hot priest um, yeah he's uh, funny (laughs) uh andrew we looked this up his name i forget his name now scott andrew scott I got it. Don't worry. Put your right, phone away. Right, I got it. Right. Um, that was a good little when he's like, yeah. uh, he gets the mission from Colin Firth. Yeah. Which that moment was in the trailer. And I remember distinctly saying to you, you probably I think on radio at too. some point. Yeah. Uh, like in that, there was a cut in the trailer in that briefing. Mm-hmm. And like, that was one moment, like earlier in the movie where it's like Colin Firth is standing there and they're like, it, the camera kind of comes in between uh will and blake and like the mm-hmm. you're sure his name is blake right we keep saying this over and over again i, I feel embarrassed if it's not but anyway he's blake. okay good yeah. um this is, that's his last name because okay, then you find fine. his brother sure who's also blake sure um so he's like the camera is kind of like in between like look shot at the map in between like their silhouettes yeah. with colin firth kind of in the middle and it's kind of like i can't kind of like craning your neck like can't really see them can you can you get in a little i can't really see them that's okay i don't it's fine <laughs> and then they come around the table to the other side so that they're standing on the other side like in yeah. the camera but it's you know it's all good it all works it's cool it's all there yeah uh another i like that scene a lot too composition wise yeah where it's like the candlelit in the bunker kind of stuff yeah that's really here's cool. your here's your mission here's the yeah. objectives get going do the thing yeah and it really is just like they walk in there and they get the like they explain it very quickly and yeah. they're like now get the fuck out get going yeah and that's you cool go. you know that's that's another thing that I think you know sometimes war movies get kind of caught up in their jargon a little bit uh-huh. um, and this movie's so to the point it's easy it's to snappy. understand it's, it's snappy. very snappy the the pacing of it is brilliant um, it's very cool and you know it, it says a lot by saying very by saying little and just sure. kind of letting. Uh, you know, it's momentum, it's pacing, and it's action kind of speak for itself. Yeah. And when it does choose to speak, it's it's moments of, of levity. Definitely. Know? Yeah. Um, the, the scene with the baby and the French yeah. um, it goes woman. It goes kind of right from that, like, art housey scene into him, like, taking some It takes reprieve. a break in the art housey scene, because that keeps going yeah. afterwards. <laughs> it does. Although, like, I really like the scene where he's in talking to the woman yeah. uh, with her baby. Not um, her baby, technically. Well, with the baby. The baby. The child. The child. Yes. Um, I would like to see the child. I would like to see the baby now. Um, I thought he was going to get those digits, but then they explain later on There's why no he did phones not. Yet. Well, <laughs> you know, the, the metaphorical digits. Uh, uh, give me your... Your uh, address, I guess. What's, well, the, name, what's ad- the name of the pigeon? You're probably not use. sticking around here. I'll give you my address. Is this your house? I'll give you my address. That's probably better. Yeah. Uh, but no, he's. we find out why. He's got someone home for him. That's true. Which, that scene... Did that... 
it didn't, I, I think it was just the, the like, the, I just kind of didn't quite catch it when it was happening, when they were having the discussion uh, between Blake and Will uh, about him throwing away his medal and him discussing, like, going home. Eleanor and I were talking about this in the, in the car on the way home, right. like, how he's saying, like, the thing I missed was they were talking about going on leave, which didn't make that much sense to me because I wasn't thinking about them being able to leave the war and then come back. I wasn't sure that scene also I, I didn't catch it. So he was well. saying he was saying that Eleanor caught he this. He hated yes, yeah, okay. she got it. Shout outs my Shout wife. Shout outs to your wife. Um <laughs> she, he was saying that going on leave was awful and he hated going home. Because he had to say bye because he had, had to, to say goodbye back. again and then go back to the front. He may not which, come back. Personally, if I had seen the kind of shit that you see on the front, yeah. no fucking way am I going back to that. No. I think another thing that I think they do really well in this movie, and maybe just because I'm like a little bit older now, um, just in general, but like seeing how young all the like soldiers look in this movie yeah. really, I think, kind of hit it's, home. No, they it's all striking. Look like fucking I mean, that's babies. that's something about like Dunkirk that really got me too. Yeah, that's it, it. Is just seeing like you know they are they're children. Yeah, you know. except one of them was like, uh, what are they, um, One Direction, so that was distracting. Oh, Harry Styles? Yeah. Well, he's a famous child. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's still like, a child. You look like you're in a boy band. That's... Hey, man, Elvis fought in Vietnam, I think. I guess. So, there you go. Yeah, but Elvis, even when he was 17, looked like a fucking man. Well, that's different. He's Elvis. So, he's Elvis. Sure. He's oh, Harry kid. Styles is going to look like a boy until he doesn't. Forever. And then he'll yeah. be a hot man. Yeah, and then he'll I be guess. a hotter grandpa, I, I guess. guess. Yeah. Or he'll be fat. I don't know. Who can say? We all have he probably won't be fat. Uh, who knows, man? Who can say? Jack Nicholson is fat now. He's also, I think, 300 years old. He Jack Nicholson has always kind of been spiritually, like, even when he's not fat, he was like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's drinking and smoking. No, he doesn't crazy. give a fuck, but he's he big now. Well, I'm not trying yeah, to shame, I'm not trying to like shame the man. He's rich as fuck. Yeah, who cares? He's just living his fat. life. You know, when you're Jack Nicholson, you can live your life without worrying about if you've got a gut or not, because he's, he's fucking Jack Nicholson. Very true. Um... What else? Uh, so yeah, so at, when he's with, with that woman, woman mm-hmm. um, after that scene, that scene was not like it. It got a little bit when he's like running from the Germans and they're just like kind of shooting at him, and he's like, and then he does he the chokes that one guy out. Yeah, like it was great. I something about that just felt a little goofy to me. Yeah, I like it got that. to the point where I was like, I was like, all right, this it. The tension, I was like pulled a little bit away from the tension. Uh, I guess that makes sense. I mean, for me, I was not. I was. That's I fair. was very much still engaged in it. Uh, I love that scene mm-hmm. uh, where he chokes out the one German dude, and the the drunk guy is kind of like not sure what's going on. He's yeah. like blurred out in the distance. I yeah. thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, it just it it was just a little for the rest of the movie that totally worked for me. That part was like yeah. just felt a little. Well, bit then goofy. you get the scene. One of the best scenes in the movie of when it's like blue, like like dusk is happening, and he gets to do that run into the water. Yes, that was which cool. is like that shit rocks. That was cool. Can't can't get enough of that. And then when he's in the river and he so washes good. up, like and there are all, just all those bodies at the, oh my the God, part where he washes nightmare. up. That that and like the you know the part in no man's land. Yeah. Like again, that really like re, like reinforces like all the just dead bodies yeah. that are just littering. And everywhere. then you know that's that's uh, not to overuse a phrase, but juxtaposed against he's crawling over all these bodies and then walking into like he hears like almost the like a, a siren in the woods yeah. a boy singing one yeah. of the soldiers and he's now surrounded by living bodies and he, he gets to his destination yeah 
And that scene when he's running on the front trying to deliver the message, and he's like running into people, and everything is blowing up. I'm yeah. like, this is crazy. I mean, can you imagine the amount of coordination just to get that like long take? It's a lot, and the camera just keep keeps pulling farther and farther back. Oh, I like when he he falters a little bit and the camera like is a bit further and then he has to like catch, catch up, up to, to it. it that's cool that's a cool way to frame he must that. be in very good shape because you know you don't Probably. do you don't do that once no yeah you know what yeah, i mean do a lot. <laughs> like, that's yeah. a lot of no, running he's british he probably plays soccer yeah, fair enough you just have to run for like an hour and a half straight that's all that soccer is yeah soccer just is, is, is the one take sport yes yeah, no, yeah you're right there's no cuts in soccer yeah yeah, and and I think like the the again the pacing you mentioned is great because like yeah. it just it puts in those quieter moments so that there is a little bit of a breather. It's and tight, you, yeah. Because mm-hmm. if it was just straight running the whole time, it, I mean, it would be effective but exhausting. Yeah, it would work, yeah. But no, it's it's the moments of quietness that really uh, I think is is what elevates this movie to something where I'm like, oh no, this 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 is playing in a space where it's it's more than just a war movie you know yeah. and war movies you know not to not to knock them i know i say i'm not as into them but like they do experiment with like their quiet moments usually are very uh effective when it's like the soldiers are talking about their loved ones being home sure and things like those there's tropes for a reason because they're yeah. very effective sure you know but they this were. movie you know you does it kind of you need human stakes exactly and yeah. this movie kind of has more nuanced and uh unexpected ways right of doing it and that's why i think it's so good and again i think the one shot nature of all this like makes all that just resonate better yeah no i totally agree it's a cool movie jack it is a cool movie i liked it yeah do you have anything else you'd like to say about uh 1917 um i think that's pretty much it like yeah. again the, the the cameos were kind of funny because then there's Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch at, the at the end yeah yeah and then fuck off um the guy that was in Game of Thrones also playing the brother at the very end which that was that was heartbreaking but that was yeah. a good scene it's and he great really like Sells he it, really yeah. that that scene mm-hmm. worked for me as well and then um, it ends ends in a very you know the way it begins but you're now missing someone out of the frame yeah and you know? just like the that moment of just like him sitting down at the tree and like, yeah. I'm about to take the best nap ever. Hopefully no one wakes me up with a mission soon. Yeah. Well, he probably was concussed. So yeah, maybe don't fall asleep. Well, there's actually. a, there's one point Brandon Cumberbatch is like, go to, go get your wounds looked at. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just like, yeah, go get your wounds looked at. Yeah, probably go get your wounds looked at. A day ago, you like stabbed your hand immediately, and, and then, then put f- it in a gross dead body. Oh my body. god, that was the whole audience was like, ooh. ooh. I I said it, and I heard another woman I, say like, I was also like, good. yeah, that's like, not good. Don't for fucking you. do that. That's gonna be bad. And then after that, he got a uh, 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 cave fell on him. Yeah, that's he got also fucked not, up. That's not good for up. you. Again, that's why I was that, so surprised when he lived. I was just like, you. But made me, you know, the movie does that, I think, on purpose. And made me think of The Revenant in that way. Like, he gets fucked up a lot, and he just has to, yeah. like, drag himself along. Kinda, yeah. Well, The so. Revenant, it's like, you know, Leo gets fucked up by the bear, and, like, I don't I know this is not true, but the, what, first, like, 15 minutes of the movie, he gets fucked up by the bear. And then he's just like... <laughs> he's just, he's screaming, Oscar! Give me, give me an Oscar! He's going... <laughs> Ouch! Oh, give me an Oscar now! That's really good audio. And then they, uh, audience is gonna love. And then they, then they gave him one. They did. Good for them. He, yeah, he did it. Good job. Good for you, Leo. Good for you, Leo. Shout out, Leo. Shout out to. Thanks for listening.
Thank you, thank you, Leonardo DiCaprio, for listening to another episode of Hot Takes. Um, and then I, the the music again. Music like, really in that good. scene was yeah. really good in that final shot. Yeah, it was absolutely really cool. So, and then he looked at his his wife and uh, kids. So that's yeah. nice. Movie's good. It's good. I like good it. movie. Go is see good. it. I would yeah. recommend you go see it in theaters. It's a good, I, well, it's hopefully, a very good I mean, movie we told you everything that happened. So yeah. So still would be good to watch. Is, I think so. Like us describing it, not as good. Not as doing it justice. Not, absolutely not. not. Definitely not. Uh, I'm definitely gonna try and catch it again. I mean, it's not bad. I think we do a pretty good job. We're but fine. like, we're fine. We're fine. We it's be- it probably better to see for yourself. I'd imagine so. All right. Um, this is not the only story stream podcast. Not at all. Storystreambeacon.com is a host to many a podcast in many different shapes and forms, all under the Story Stream Presents banner. You got Trikai Nine. The Story Screen Podcast, it's all about the best movies of 1999, hosted by some lovely folks, if you want to check that out. They're shorter and more compact, if you're into that. Uh, there's Overdrinkers, the show where Mike drinks and has a friend. Yeah. Then there's... There's a uh, Little Women podcast. The Little Women podcast, check that out. It's been out. a while since uh, Mike's done it. He's, he's busy. He's a busy guy. He's very, he's very busy. He's a busy guy, but he spills the tea with some friends on the, on the Little Women he podcast. He does indeed. There's uh, Cathode Raycast, hosted by Brandon Gorman White. That's our TV podcast, if you mm-hmm. want to check that out. We uh, are putting out an episode about Watchmen soon. Hopefully that'll be out by the time this is out. So if you saw uh, HBO's Watchmen uh, within the past few months, you should definitely check that out. We loved it. So. I heard no second season on that, probably. Uh, if you finish the first one, you're kind of like, okay. Cool. It's fine. I have not. I've not watched any of it yet. You should. So. is fucking dope. I've heard it's good. It's very good. Yeah. Um, buy a fucking t-shirt, go to the Story Screen Beacon Theater located in Beacon, New York on 445 Main Street, 12508, uh, that's the zip code, uh, we show movies there, it's a movie theater, it's fully up, op- this, this battle station is fully operational, and a bar soon as well, and a bar soon as well, that will also be fully operational, um, but until that's open, we still got beer and wine, you can get that and bring it you to the movie, you can get your drink on. Get your drink on. So if you want to find the showtimes for that, uh, you can do that on Fandango, or you can go through our website and be sure to sign up for a newsletter. Um, and yeah, if you like this, like, share, subscribe, all that basic bullshit, but we need it, and we'd really appreciate it. Uh, we're also on Spotify and most other places where you can Wherever find Wherever you find your podcast. So, you know, experience. you listen to this on... Whatever you like. Yeah, you listen to this on iTunes right now, and you're like, iTunes cool. is bullshit. iTunes Go is cool. Try a Spotify, I don't know. There's many apps that do it. So many, we're there. All right, well, thank you, Jack, for joining me. Thank you, Robbie, for having me. And thank you, listeners, for listening. We'll be back with more Spicy Takes, fresh out the oven. Peace. Bye. that many hours into red dead this year oh almost 1917 damn so close close that would have been good Jesus. that is 1540 hours in apex Legends. that's uh it's got fucked up man. yeah i i uh um 162 hours of overwatch how'd you do that you guys played that much from, overwatch that's from when we played remember we played a bunch of overwatch i mean i guess i didn't play that much overwatch yeah because i think um, making my top three eleanor played uh, a good amount of friend too. Oh, okay. Um, and we've we actually pretty recently we've played jumped a back in too. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah.
played a fucking lot of that shit. Look at that. Wait, this one's good too. Hold on. Because uh, that's both of you guys yeah. put together, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Apex came out in f- January of 2019. Yeah. So that's between me playing and her playing. I, Corndog also has like 300 hours in Apex as that's well. fucking nuts, uh, dude. This is pretty funny. 311? 311 days out of 365. Yeah. That's a lot of... Makes you think what else you could be doing, you know? That's what I that's what I think every I time I see mine. I know. Just like, man, if I put that into the things I want to do. But you know what? I clearly that's the thing I want to do. So you know what? What can you yeah. do? Statistics aren't always true. 